0: You are inside The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580 where we bring you the latest in entertainment news, trending topics and interviews. I'm your host Robin Ayers with you Monday through Friday 6 to 7 p.m. on that drive home. That is a throwback happy birthday to Chucky Booker. It's like how do you know these things? Andy, I don't know. I mean he's got the the whole calendar, I guess. Uh, yeah. Well, very good. Very, very good. Happy birthday to Chucky Booker. That is a throwback. That's a nice little jam for a Tuesday. You know, as a matter of fact, a nice little Tuesday. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I know what's up. <laughs> well, anyway, I hope you all are off to a wonderful day, a wonderful start of your week. Um, I know I am. I'm looking forward to having this conversation today as well. If you'd like to join in on the conversation in any way, you can do that by, uh, if you want to call, you can call 1-800-920-1580. You could also join us right now as I see you guys are coming on into our YouTube chat to our community over here. You can do that by joining KBLA 1580, The Rob Report on YouTube as well. I do have to check out for those open mic uh, those those notes that you guys are leaving I gotta check some more see if you guys have been leaving some notes but you can always do that you can always we welcome you to use the open, uh, open mic feature that's on our app on our KBLA 1580 app it's always fun to hear what, what you guys have to say about any particular thing going on um so um, let's go ahead and get to some updates. I want to shout out. I want to give a major shout out to Princess Love. I don't know if you all, Princess Love. She is the the wife of Ray J Norwood. Um, she's also an entrepreneur. She's a reality star. She does some some things, but she is number forty five in in the world World Series of Poker. Uh, she's doing it very big. I didn't even know. First of all, I didn't know that Princess Love plays poker. Shout out to all the women. First of all, who play poker because it's, you know, predominantly a man's game. But there are some women over there who are making making that happen. There is actually a woman who teaches other women how to play poker, which I think is super, super amazing. And I'd love to uh, to to learn. Andy, you know how to play
1: I know how to play i love the game really poker texas holdem specifically oh okay it's a difference all right
0: you you, but, you uh, said you said that like put some respect on its name well okay. you know it's,
1: it's a different type of game although it's poker but it's a, still a different type of game okay but i just wanted to say uh you know i know i'm taking right but <laughs> but i just uh-huh. want to put it out there that yes. that is sexy as hell
0: Okay, for a woman to know how to play poker.
1: Yeah, but just a woman in general that's like into manly things, but still keeps her femininity. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's it's just dope. So (laughs) just hearing that about Princess Love. Yeah, that is just dope
0: to me. It is. I I would agree with you. I think it is. I think it's pure fire. Uh, I love that for her. And um, so shout out to Princess Love. 21 Savage, he is the newest member of the My Lies Are, are All Lies committee. Okay, he is on, he is in that community now. 21 Savage, a rapper. He says that most are his, of his lyrics are fictional as hell. That's what he says. Um, very interesting. I believe what we are witnessing right now is a bunch of people who are very nervous about some of the, the lyrics in their songs and feeling like, It'll come back up someplace in the future. Uh, we don't know. <laughs> so maybe if you go on record right now and say that they're lies and that they're fictional, that, um, you know, maybe maybe you'll you'll sort of dodge the bullets. I'm not sure. We will keep our eyes out on that. Um, but let's go ahead and get into the raw report, Andy.
2: Now it's time for a breakdown.
0: So Guy Fieri, uh, he is the... Goodness gracious! He's been on television for many, many years. He has, uh, he he does. He's a food. He's a foodie, and I love him. I've been watching him on, um, on the you know different networks for quite some time. He is agreeing with Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal, when he says that his. Children are going to have to do more they're going to have to earn a little bit more before they are, they inherit his his money he says he's building it up for quite some time he's been doing this for years like i mentioned and he's he's worth quite a bit we'll talk about that and what nepotism actually is what it what it is not what it should look like and maybe some other people should take some uh some hints on you know how they get down with their children we'll talk about it it's a pretty interesting conversation um i'm also going to mention that I, I need question. I need some answers regarding this second conversation. Corinne Fox, who is the daughter of Jamie Fox, is engaged. That is wonderful news. Good for her. But she is engaged to a white man and people have things to say when she herself is the, the product of an interracial couple. She is a biracial young woman and people have things to say. Uh, people, in fact, are saying that that dating white runs in the family because Jamie Foxx, as we know, he has two children with uh, with with white women, and uh, he has has a love for for white women and dating white women. And what is the problem with that? I want to talk about it, and and especially on the heels of this Jonathan Major story, where everybody's bringing up race as an issue, I want to talk a little bit deeper about that. And we have on the phone uh, somebody somebody who is is probably one of the the perfect people to talk about this with um she's a brilliant young woman and we'll get to her on the other side and talk about all this stuff on the other side and i'd love to hear from you guys as well you're listening to the rob report on kbla talk 1580 stay there
1: hey what's up it's your girl bb and you're listening to me on the rob report on kbla talk
0: 1580 okay uh Like I mentioned, I'm so excited to have this conversation with this wonderful woman here that we have on the line, our contributor of the day, Whitley J. Yates. How are you today, Whitley? Hey. (laughs) I'm
2: so excited to be on The Raw
0: Report. I'm always, always excited to have you on, Whitley, for for a myriad of reasons. But um, I feel like this is a great conversation and that you'll have some things to add to this particular conversation in terms of the first one. We're talking about nepotism. And uh, Guy Fieri, and I'll break it down for anybody who's not familiar. I've been familiar with this guy for at least 18 years, okay? He has been... um, a host on different television shows when it comes to food. So on the Food Network, he's got a, a long-standing show uh called Diner's Drive-Ins and Dives. Uh he's been on that show since 2007. He's just been around and he knows his food. You guys know him. He's the white guy, blonde hair, spiky looking, you know, bigger guy. And anyway, um he he's worth, you know, quite a bit as we know now. Um let's see. Um I I don't know if I want to mention what they say on Google because Google oftentimes is not necessarily accurate, but it does say Google does say that he's worth $70 million. That is quite a a, a nice amount of money, uh, especially when you have children and, you know, you're building a legacy for yourself. But he um, has gone on to say. He doesn't believe in just handing over his money to his children. He says that he he wants his children. He believes, just like uh, Shaq, that in order to get daddy's cheese, you need to have two degrees. And before we play anything from Guy, I want to get to uh, Shaquille O'Neal. And this is something that he picked up on. Um, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of backstory as to where he got it from. But let's take a listen of, uh, with what Shaq had to say.
1: I'm blessed. I have, I have six wonderful kids, they they don't give me problems. You know, they're kind of upset with me.
0: Uh, They're upset
2: with you? Yeah. Why?
1: Because I said something, and I was just trying to be funny, but I was serious at the same time. I said, you can't touch daddy cheese until you get two degrees. That's
0: a good one,
1: honey. So they're, you know, they're they're young and they're doing their own thing now, and they call me for money every now and then. I'll be like, I ain't got it. Daddy broke. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't got it.
0: Oh, my goodness. Are they into okay. sports too? All right. He talks about uh, – there's a, a different clip that I'm not going to play. I'll just sum it up for you because I want to get your thoughts on this, Whitley. Um, Shaq, when he did a, a master class from Oprah on – you know, Oprah has a master class name, and he mentioned where he first saw this. He said that um, Mickey Arison, who is the owner of the uh, NBA's Miami Heat, he basically saw uh, Mickey Arison has two children. One of them is Nick Arison. And even though Nick had gotten, he had uh, attended Duke University. He was, uh, you know, doing his thing in school. He had Nick pretty much be the towel boy. He was the water boy. He had done every, pretty much every job, uh, every lower level job inside of on that team before he was able to, uh, be promoted or anything like that. So yes, you do get a job by being my son, but you're going to start in at the at the lower levels, and you're going to learn every aspect to this job. And in addition to that, you are going to go to school and get a degree. And Shaq mentioned that when he saw that happening before his eyes, he was like, "That's exactly what I'm going to do with my own children. That's how I want to handle it." So nepotism what what do you think about it is it a fair deal or how would you say is the best way to handle it do you like what Guy Fieri and and Shaq are saying here when it comes to their children receiving their inheritance I think we got to put it in context right okay the children of Guy and Shaq have
2: grown up with a life of privilege so them creating a litmus test or a standard to say, well, if you want to inherit some of these, it's going to have to, you know, be two degrees hotter up in this household. I think that that's <laughs> well within their right mm-hmm. <laughs> because they have experienced what it was like to live without having to need anything, which, which we know from Shaq and the things that he's talked about that he did not experience that growing up. So they've gotten to live a life of privilege based upon the hard work of their parents and so now their parents are just like listen if you want to inherit and you want to get all of this stuff then you're going to have to prove to me that you're serious about it by getting your education and having something to fall back on because you're not going to just be spending my money without a plan and I think that it's honestly a, a great idea okay um to be able to do that because right now we're really in the era of uh, mediocrity and people <laughs> are just inheriting a whole bunch of stuff and not doing anything with it or worth blowing it away. i.e. Yeah. eat hunter party. Uh, but we're not going to go down that <laughs> path.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. No, I, I, I hear you 100%. Um, Andy, I, I want to go ahead and play what guy had to say, um, but I wanted, I was setting the, the, the foundation with the shack information. So l- let's go ahead and take a listen to guy
2: them the same thing my dad told me. My dad says, when I die, you can expect that I'm going to die broke and you're going to be paying for the funeral. And I told my boys, none of this that we've been that I've been building are you going to get unless you come and take it from me. So if you want it, so my nephew Jules is in the music industry down in LA. He's in the law program at Loyola Marymount right now. You know, if you're going to be a big time entertainment uh, agent, you need to have that law background. So he's doing that. And uh, my youngest son, Ryder, is a senior in high school, getting ready to graduate uh, or, you know, get to graduate in the spring. And he's like, Dad, this is so unfair. I haven't even gone to college yet. And you're already pushing that I got to get an MBA. He says, Can I just get through college? I'm like, Hey, you know, it's if you want, Shaq said it best. Shaq said it about his kids one time. He says, If you want any of this cheese, you got to give me two degrees. Well, my two degrees mean, you know, postgraduate. So they're on their way.
0: My biggest fear is sending my kids off unequipped into the world, uh, uneducated and not knowing how to fend for themselves because they had it easy growing up. So while they're in the house and they're living at home and everything seems to be easy and they're growing up with a totally different lifestyle than that I than I had when I was growing up, I did not know what it felt like to just ask or, uh, you know, can I have some extra money for, let me go to this fast food spot. Let me go to McDonald's. I, I wasn't, I wasn't even, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Things got better as we grew and as we evolved. And my mom, she she began to do much better for her, you know, for her, her life and her, providing for her children. But. You know, there was a time where it was like, don't you even dare try to fix your mouth to ask for, you know, some some extra, you know, treats and things like that. And and my kids have no problem at all because that is the life that they grew up with. And. Although it's not their fault, I don't want to send them into the world thinking that you're just going to be able to fall back on whatever dad and I have provided for you and that you don't have to work hard to 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 get any of that. And I want regardless of what you are going to inherit from us or your your grandparents or anything like that, regardless of that, you need to know how to fend for yourself. And I think that is probably one of the best things I can say that uh, to, to Shaq and Guy's point that you should require your children to go and get degrees or prove that they can handle themselves in the world in order to inherit this money. Because I don't want a rich dummy (laughs) as, Mm. as children, if that makes any sense.
2: Absolutely. And being a rich dummy means you're not going to be rich very much longer. I think that there is a beauty in being accomplished so much so that you have enough money to last through lineages. Mm -hmm. And I think, God, he just inked this new contract with the Food Network for over $100 million. He's worked Mm -hmm. very hard to get to where he is. And him saying that you're going to have to put in to get out, to me, just lets me know that he's very intentional about making sure that the people that inherit the money from him are putting in the work to keep it going. Mm. And I think a lot of times in today's society, that's not what it's about. It's We had to struggle. Now, you don't have to struggle. Everything has been easy your entire yeah. life. And then what ends up happening is they end up blowing through the money and not having any type of plan or anything to fall back on. And so I think this is a unique way in saying, yes, I've worked hard. And yes, I've amassed this wealth. But if you want to tap into this and you have to show me that you are either intellectually sound, or you can prove yourself in whatever field it is that you're interested in, because it's not going to be handed
0: to you like everything else. Go ahead and give, and please, give Whitley the the round of applause, please, because you just said that perfectly. You're you're absolutely right about that. Um, Andy, your thoughts on it? Or
1: I agree with everything. I agree with Miss Whitley. I agree with you, Robin. <laughs> I agree with Shaq. I agree with Guy. The only thing I'm going to go ahead and add, right? Oh, okay. It's more okay. of a, a a social implication that I would wanna add, right? So if, you know, if I have kids who who's grown up in privilege, I would wanna send my kids to schools in the inner city mm. so that they can relate, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. to, to those type of people. So mm-hmm. they won't feel like, you know, I had a, you know, a silver spoon or whatever. They may get clowned for that, but at least you're gonna get you're gonna get that experience so that, you know, when you Go ahead and blossom to the world. You're not you're not looking down on them. You know what I'm saying? I think that's an important piece as well too.
0: Uh, Whitley, w- what do you say about that? I've got my thoughts. I'll, I'll chime in in a second. What do you think about that?
2: I got. I take a little issue. Here's the thing about allowing them to culturally experience things. I think yes, but education is not necessarily the. Experience experimental grounds Mm. necessary for that Mm. because I want to equip my child with the best education and a lot of our public educational school systems would not even do my child justice Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they wouldn't because they're not supported and they're not funded in way and their the test scores are low and they're not reading past a third grade level so you can't say that well I'm going to put you around this group of people so that you're culturally in tune, But then you're going to have to get two degrees, but you're coming from an educational system where 60 percent of the children don't even read past the third grade level. I, I just put them <laughs> in the best schools. Uh-huh. OK, mm-hmm. let them hang around their cousins from the hood uh-huh. and have some parties over there
0: <laughs> uh-huh. so they can be booked smart and street smart. OK, Andy, you got to agree with that.
1: I mean, it makes hey, sense. I, you know, I wasn't looking at it from that perspective. I'm, I'm with you 100 percent okay I'm all right well
0: good and that's good because
1: i still want the social implication more right though.
0: okay so you i think there are people. ways that you can find uh you you can you can try to you know like like willie just said p- let them hang out with their you know their their their, their you know their cousins and you know and homies from the hood. I don't know. But I'm just right. saying it, the it's haves not, and the have not. The, they
2: can yeah. go hang out with the have not. <laughs> you, in well, the family that's always calling their daddy for money. They can always go.
1: Uh where,
0: come out over there. Where
1: they gonna make friends from the hood though if they live in in a gated community.
0: Well it, right. Okay, go ahead, Whitley. They're in their family. Cause this is what I'm saying. Listen you okay, if y'all don't know, let me just give you a little bit of background about your girl, Robin Ayers. Okay. <laughs> Robin Ayres. Look here. Okay, Robin Ayers grew up fa- in a fantastic family. But we are we are all not a monolith. We all come from different places. It's very colorful in my family. We have a nice little a nice little rah-rah side, and then we have a Robin Ayers side, right? And so my children, just by way of living with me, have have they have been able to Socialize and you know hang out and know family and it's not just within the family. It's it's I think it is important that they see uh, opportunities to know that they have a better advantage. They are. Thank you, Andy. They have a better advantage. So I think it's important. I've taken my kids down to skid row. We've taken them to feed the homeless. You know, there are uh, other opportunities for them to 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 be able to see and socialize with other people. Um, I think there are ways. I just think that there are ways you can't be one of those people as a parent to want to try to ostracize your kids and keep them away from the hood or keep them away from socializing with anybody else. You can't keep them in this bubble. I think it is important that you show them all aspects of life. I don't know. That's my take on it. I agree. Okay.
2: All right. Listen, (laughs) I I wholeheartedly agree. I have a client here and his dad started a business in like the nineties and it's a $600 million business. And his son worked as the janitor and worked his way up from the janitor to doing the uh, environmental services and the landscaping outside to now running this multinational global corporation. Uh, they're black, by the way. So it's a, it's a black oh, I like multi-million that. dollar corporation. Very nice. And, but he worked his way up from being a janitor and flipping floors and taking out the trash. And his father made sure that he knew every single aspect of the business from All the way down to the janitor to now him being the CEO of this company. And so I think it's really important when looking at the spectrum of multi-generational businesses that you're exposing your children to not only what you do, but what they do that could also build and make more, but then other opportunities and experiences as well when it comes to education when it comes to the community when it comes to for the culture and all of the different things so being diverse and well-rounded is going to be beneficial no matter what educational level you're at
0: here 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 um perfectly stated perfectly stated uh We, I see that we have a call. We're going to get to that call on the other side. Um, also, right now, it looks like 67% of people, you guys do believe in nepotism. And I, it's not that I disagree with that. I think there's just a proper way to handle it. And, uh, as we just listened to Guy, as well as Guy Fieri, as well as, uh, Shaquille O'Neal, I think they make excellent claims as to how to go about, you know, nepotism in their own family. So, um, Right now, though, we've got news, traffic, and sports. Uh, We'll talk about everything else on the other side. You're listening to The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. Stay there.
1: What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Denzel Whitaker, and I'm on The Raw Report.
0: You are inside The Raw Report on KBLA Talk 1580. Is this the original? Whip-a-pill? Wow. Okay. (laughs) All right. Andy knows what's up with that. Okay. Uh, listen, if you are just joining us here on the raw report, we are having a great conversation surrounding nepotism and what we think about it and what's the proper way to handle it. If we, uh, if we're ever in that situation, even pertaining to our own children, or you may know someone who, um, who is, uh, you know, who believes in nepotism right now, I see that 66 percent of you believe in it and 33 percent of you say no, not not so much. Well, we do have a call from Fahima. Um, Fahima, hello to you. Uh, it's nice to, to hear from you, Fahima. Give me your thoughts on this yes. entire yes. conversation.
2: Yes, yes, yes. And I, I'm just very briefly in the interest of time and greeting to your contributor there. And I'm not saying this is the position that you're taking, but it can be interpreted that black is inferior. When we sit here and say that we don't want our kids going to, we, want, we prefer for them to go to another There are black independent schools, African-centered schools, and there are parents who say, oh, well, I don't want my kids going to an HBCU. I want them to go to a predominantly white school. And we know that there is black excellence. I'm not saying that this is a position that's being taken, but that counter narrative to what Andy said can be interpreted as such. So one can have black excellence. One can have the black experience and not be inferior and viewed as less than.
0: OK, well, thank you very much for your uh, for your thoughts on that, Andy. I don't know if you have any response to that at all. OK, well, um, yeah, I don't think that that is the 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 takeaway point for any of us. Not we we all represent black excellence. You know, we all believe in black excellence. So although I definitely hear your point, um, you know, I, I hear you and I thank you very much Fahima, for that call. Um. Whitley J. Yates is on the line with us, and we are getting ready to have this convert, this other really good conversation because Whitley, I need answers. I mean, the f- I, I don't understand. Uh, I don't understand. Let's just break this down. Jamie Fox has a daughter, a beautiful your uh, his beautiful daughter, her name is Corinne Fox. And she is engaged. She's 29 years old. She's engaged to her her boo, this guy named Joe Hooten, the love of her life. And Jamie Foxx went and boasted about it on, on Instagram. He said that they are basically the um, a, a perfect example of what love looks like. He's just very, very happy for them. And people are, obviously, she... <laughs> she has fans of her own. Speaking of nepotism, her father has definitely granted her opportunities to work alongside him on television and in the business. And, um, I think she handles herself beautifully with all of that, with all of that fame and all that, but she's engaged to a white man. So, you know, clearly there are going to be people trolls all over, especially on social media and someone, someone, Several fans reached out basically saying that dating white runs in the family, and they're sort of knocking her for that because, as we know, her mother is white, Jamie Foxx. I don't know that I've ever even seen him with a black woman. Not that that's any of my business, but for the most part, we've seen him. uh, Fancy. (laughs) Fancy. We saw him with fancy don't on the don't Jamie don't, show. don't take away fancy on his show, the Jamie Foxx show. <laughs> Shout out to Garcelle Beauvais. I mean, that's the only black woman we see to it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, exactly. <laughs> so I mean, he he ha- he he loves um, dating. He has a, a proclivity to, to white women, and that's fine. That's who he he chooses to date. Well, anyway, Corinne Fox. Um, yeah, people are saying that. You know, dating white runs in the family. And, and again, like they have a problem with that. Can you give me answers? Because whenever we see an interracial couple and something goes wrong, especially when we see an interracial couple where the black there's a black woman and a white man um, or excuse me, the the the, the other way, when there's a, a black man and a white woman. There's a tendency Mm -hmm. to say that when things go wrong, oh, well, you never should have dated outside your race in the first place. They never were going to understand. There are all these cultural differences. Give me your thoughts on this, and please provide, if you can provide me any answers as to why people have such a problem with her dating um, and engaged to a white man.
2: You know, I think when we think about Jamie Foxx, we don't even know her, right? A lot of us probably have never heard of her prior to this being announced, she's not someone that we're talking about regularly. But Jamie Foxx is like a black cultural icon, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay? From the 90s, from music, from television into movies, all of these things. And so we've always created our own personas and placed him on pedestals that he shouldn't have been on. And so we think that he himself should be dating black women and we kind of ascribe this to a lot of different celebrities, how we believe that they should be acting, interacting, and what they should be doing in our own eyes. Mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx has always had a proclivity for Wajite meat. Mm-hmm. He's <laughs> never been a dark meat guy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. This is not I've never known him to eat dark meat.
0: I've not seen it. <laughs> if you guys have, produce a picture, please. <laughs> Outside of fancy, I don't know outside of fantasy. fantasia wait fantasia <laughs> he dated fantasia i'm not sure if i ever no one, had uh receipts I, for that they kissed i, I cannot i, I well, well
1: they I kissed at the award show you don't
2: remember
0: that oh, i don't remember i that, won't
1: say but, the bt award
2: that, okay well Listen, that's just, we, we're talking about genuine connectivity <laughs> not pr photo op yeah and done <laughs> that photo <laughs> we don't have photos photo ops and PR stunts, just yeah. genuine relationship. He, you know, was has was with Katie Holmes for a long time. Yes. So both of his children's mothers are wahite Yes. Both of his children are biracial. So we should not be surprised that this young biracial lady has chosen to be with someone from the white culture, mm-hmm. the Wahite, as opposed to the black. Mm-hmm. I think, I think it's unrealistic of us to place those expectations on her just because we love and celebrate Black love and seeing Black people together and wanting to create more Black people. That does not necessarily mean that that is other people's mm-hmm. story.
0: Mm-hmm. One of the, the, the most uh, beautiful love stories that I've seen, my own mom and my stepfather, who's now passed away, who's a white man, um, I have never... They were the quint for me, the quintessential example of of love and how it's supposed to go down and and how to uh, navigate a successful marriage, especially after having seen black men who didn't rise to the occasion when this white man, my stepfather, stepped up to the plate. It made me see, you know, interracial relationships in a totally different way. So I have, that's my experience. That's my, my, I'm looking at things through my lens. So in my seat, I can't understand why the world is so narrow minded. Why, why we can't seem to give love a try. We can't see, is it because we feel as though at some point you will get burned at some point, um, they're not going to understand at some point, maybe their ancestors, you know, the DNA that they carry, their ancestors is, is going to come and turn against us. What is it that we can't see? Andy?
1: It's all politics. Break that down. Oh. I, I think it's it's political moves for certain individuals. You know what I mean? They understand, you know, the the, the plight of, of the black man, black woman, and they want to keep it that way. So, you know, when you when you step out of that zone, it's like, huh. What's going on here?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, it, it's, polit- it's It's all about power at the end of the day. You might not, it, you know, even through love, it's about power.
0: Whitley?
2: Yes. I will say, Andy, yes, there are certain people who will select a partner based upon their proximity to whiteness and power. Kamala Harris Mm. there are people specifically in (laughs) politics when you look at black people in positions of power in politics no matter the side of the aisle that you're looking at almost every single one of them has a partner that has some proximity to whiteness that is very Mm -hmm. very true Mm -hmm. however the hesitation historically is that we have been lynched and killed for looking at someone of the Wajite culture wrong. Mm. We have been accused, black men in particular, have been accused of raping them when they haven't even known them and died mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. spent their life in prison. So Loving the Virginia comes circa, what is that, nineteen sixty. Mm-hmm. loving the virginia comes and finally you're able to interracial in, interracially mm-hmm. marry each other and that's only been 56 years mm-hmm. this is new we, we ain't true to this this is we knew this that's is new. true okay
0: that is true yeah and I, so mm-hmm. imagine go ahead go ahead, go no, ahead. no no go, you you finish your statement just imagine being raised in a time where it was
2: illegal to marry someone that looks differently from you. Yeah. 56 years later, all of that has changed, but the culture in your family, I know it's in mine, has, has already been passed down. Yeah. yeah. Um, my true. grandfather told me, don't you bring nobody white to this house because they think that they're superior. Yeah. And I don't want anybody like that in my family or breeding in my like." It's already been passed down because of the history of the relationship
0: between black people and Wajites in America. Mm. Um, And I, I definitely agree with you on that. I think that we're still new. And there are so many people, uh, our, our elders, who were, you know, not— I'm, we all have elders who we, we could probably relate to that they were just enslaved or their parents were enslaved. I mean, they, they still exist in this world. And so they're still living and they have these thoughts that they pass down to their children. And, um, you know, it's it's a it's a tough one for me because I can't lie. Although I do look at things with the lens that I that that I have seeing my stepfather, a white man who was so good to us, my mom and my family, everybody included. But then I can't lie when I see other situations where I, there was a really popular case. And I don't remember specifically the names of these people, but there was a a young white woman. She was an influencer. Um, she had millions of followers and she was dating an African uh, boy, a uh, boyfriend. She had an African boyfriend. She wound up stabbing him to death. And this was after. uh, Indeed. Yeah, this was. Yeah, she wound up stabbing him. This was uh, they had several years of toxicity within their relationship. And I can't help when I look at stories like that and what similar to that. And I'm like Jonathan Majors, like Mm -hmm. Jonathan Majors. You start looking at things and you're like. I wonder if it would have been different had you had you dated a a black woman. I wonder if if things would have just been differently. So I still I'm still split, you know, like so the the, the people I talk about with the myopic view, I'm still one of them. Okay, I'm still I'm still growing. (laughs) You know, I still I have questions, but that's why I just want more understanding. That's why I'm like, please provide me something, you know, uh, hook me up. Because I don't know, you know, again, Whitley, like you said, this is still new. I think maybe as we all evolve, things will maybe hopefully get a little bit, uh, you know, we'll grow and, and things will get different. And I think culturally we have to ask ourselves what has been taught or told
2: to us that would make us feel as though this is forbidden fruit. Or not, you don't even venture into this area. Why, why, why are we limited in how we think about dating and who we can date because of what we've been told, what we've experienced and what we've seen? A common question that I ask people is, can you be pro-black and sleep white? Um, because if you are pro-black, which means you are for everything black, mm-hmm. I think it would be quite challenging for then you to not choose to love another black person because love is a choice. It's not catching. It's not the flu. You're choosing to be attracted to that person. You're choosing to be open, yeah. to go on dates, to build relationships, to get intimate and have that, that level of connectivity. So can you be pro black and sleep white? I honestly lean toward, no, you cannot. At the same time, I remember, in church, being taught, love not your oppressor, trust none of their ways. Mm. I remember in church being taught not to race mix; that it was biblically Ooh. forbidden. Oh, she she
0: going deep. She going deep. Oh, so, I wish we had another hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's a lot. There's a lot. There's there a is a lot, lot to it
2: happening in Black culture yeah. that is perpetuating the thoughts and ideals that you're seeing play out when these types of stories happen.
0: Whitley, as always, fantastic to have you on. I wish the show was longer sometimes so we could have more in-depth conversations. Um, but I definitely look forward to having you on um, much sooner than later and maybe after the holidays. Happy holidays to you and your family and, uh, and all that you love. And we hope to hear from you uh, at the beginning of the, of the new year. I cannot wait to come back on The Raw Report in 2024. (laughs) I just love her. Okay. Well, you enjoy your night, Whitley. Uh, We appreciate you so much. And um, when we come forward, we've got a who's got next, but I'm going to end this conversation on this. Brother Alfonso says, I think people are just taking out how they feel on Jamie, on his daughter, because Jamie does talk a lot of super pro-black stuff in many of his interviews, but doesn't move that way. That is Drop the mic right there. All right, you're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. Stay there.
1: Yo, what's going on? It's your boy Eric Bellinger hanging out right here with my family at The Raw Report.
0: Um, just in case you all are wondering, y'all know a lot, especially in my YouTube community over here, you guys know my family members who come in here every single night holding it down. But I want to shout out my sister. Yes, my real sister, Lila Rucker over here in our YouTube. She, she piggybacks off of what I'm saying. She says she's happy that we never came from a family that didn't accept anyone. We actually accept everyone. Uh, so again, that is a nod to my, my wonderful, wonderful stepfather. Charles Chicoa. uh, Rest in peace. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into just a little bit. We only got a few minutes left, Andy, but we can get into a little bit of this here. Uh, Who's got next? This is Queen Nandi with birds. Check it out. Lift her up, lift her up. cause well o well, when she lifts her wings up, try to shoot her down and slay her. her. power is a threat. Power moves. If we move with power, they will be powerless like yeah. on. But cage layouts. Okay. Baby. I don't like to step on anybody's bars. That's a little disrespectful to step on people's bars. <laughs> I should've just let her go. But you know, I like that. I like it. I'm vibing with it. Uh okay. Well, what I don't want you to miss <laughs> There is a, v, a, a movie that's coming out on VH1 um, that <laughs> is is very interesting. Well, first of all, I'm very curious if you guys watch holiday movies, all the Christmas movies, um, especially the black ones. You know, do you watch all the black shows? Um, well... You got to I am. I'm about that holiday Christmas life. So all the black holiday movies, the Christmas movies will be playing on VH1 because I know Lifetime and Hallmark, you know, those networks, they have they have, you know, these Christmas movies on repeat. But what about the black ones? Well, you're wondering where to find them. Check out VH1 movies. It's a Christmas vibes. That's what they're giving us all this holiday season. So check out any and everyone. They're all on there. Um, great, great show. I appreciate all of you guys. I appreciate Whitley J. Uh, Yates for calling into the Rob Report today. I love you guys. Thank you all so much. I appreciate you. And we're right back at it again tomorrow with a whole nother banking show. And Andy, Andy going to be here too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. We love you guys. Remember today and every day forward to be a blessing.